0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Wednesday, the Chiefs unveiled planned renovations for Arrowhead Stadium. We heard from... Chief CEO Clark Hunt, as well as Team President Mark Donovan. So we'll go in that order, and then we'll take a quick timeout when we get back. uh, Mark and Clark answered questions from the media about the Chief's proposed renovations of Arrowhead Stadium. So we'll hear all that after the commercial break. Here's Clark Hunt. Uh, Good morning, and thank all of you for being here. This is our first time together since we experienced a tragic and horrific scene at Union Station a couple of weeks ago. I want to start by expressing our deepest sympathy for all the victims and their families. In particular, we are heartbroken for the family of Lisa Lopez-Galvin, as well as all the children who were wounded in the shooting. I want to express my deep gratitude to the leaders of Kansas City, the first responders who so bravely ran towards the danger that afternoon, as well as the medical professionals who so expertly took care of the victims. Out of this tragedy, we have seen so many heroes, and we are proud to be part of a city which cares for each other, supports each other, and loves each other. After such a tragedy, there is no easy way to get back to your daily routine. There's no smooth transition from talking about something that never should happen to talking about something positive or inspirational. But today, we're glad to be together again to share with you some details about our vision for the future of cheese football and one of the best fan experiences in the National Football League. Today, we are delighted to share information and renderings about our planned renovation of GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. For more than five decades, this stadium has served not only as the home of cheese football, but as a cultural landmark For Kansas City and the entire Midwest. For generations of Chiefs fans, this is where they fell in love with the game. But this is also where they created memories between fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, grandparents and grandchildren, and made a lot of new friends along the way. In short, Arrowhead is a special place. It is among the most iconic stadiums in professional sports and it has become a bucket list destination for NFL fans around the country and it has grown to be recognized around the world. For, mu- for so many of our fans, this place reminds them of family and that is certainly the case for me. As you know, my father once called Arrowhead his favorite place on earth. I grew up coming here, cheering on the Chiefs with my parents and siblings and cultivating memories within these walls. This place means a lot to our family, just as it means a lot to our fans. The first thing we had to consider was the structural integrity of a more than 50 year old stadium. We always knew that we'd like to stay here, but we had to figure out whether it was structurally possible. Thanks to the visionary design of this stadium in the late 60s and early 70s, and thanks in large part to the continued investment of Jackson County, the state of Missouri, the city of Kansas City, and our family, the stadium has weathered the test of time. We feel confident that with the right enhancements, GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium will continue to be the landmark that it is today. In just a moment, we will share a video that provides an overview of some of the biggest upgrades to the stadium's amenities, functionality, and surrounding footprint. We're planning improvements for every fan on every level. They will address everything from the ease of entry and exit to the comfort of concourses and bathrooms to new premium spaces, enhanced video boards, and the premium game tailgate experience. What's important to note about these changes is that the spirit of Arrowhead will not change. These upgrades will allow us to continue the tradition of providing one of the best game day experiences in all of professional sports, and to preserve and enhance the Arrowhead experience for a whole new generation of Chiefs fans. In just a moment, Mark Donovan will have further information about these planned improvements. I just want to echo Clark's thoughts
1: and also his thanks for you all being here today. I want to acknowledge a couple members of the audience, members of our Jackson County Legislature. Thank you all for being here. Frank White, our County Executive, Mayor Quentin Lucas, thank you for being here. Kathy Nelson from our Sports Commission and Visit KC, Joe Reardon uh, from the Chamber, and then our partners from the Royals, John Sherman, Brooke Sherman, and Sora Torval, thank you being here today. One other person I do want to acknowledge is someone who's been involved in I think every single meeting we've ever had about renovation. That's Kelly Kearns from Populous, Kansas City's own experts in sports architecture. So thank you all for being here. As Clark said, it's a very important day for the organization. It is a very exciting day for our organization to be able to share our vision of what a reimagined Arrowhead Stadium will look like. It's not only important that we do this, given the age of the stadium, but it's important we do this right. And we do it to honor the legacy of Lamar Hunt, and also do it in the spirit that continues this treasure that we have in our town that is a worldwide phenomena and an iconic stadium in sports. This is a significant public-private partnership one that will build on the public-private partnership that we have had for so many years. It, um, it will start with structurally securing this building and making sure that we've repaired it, we're maintaining it, so that we have the ability to renovate and enhance it. What we're really excited today is you through the enhancements and the renovation. And as we do that, you will see that there are numerous sustainability efforts will make us be able to do this in a way that will have even less impact on our environment Um, at the end of the day what we will have is the ability to continue to attract the greatest events in the world and bring them to our town and all benefit from everything that comes with that as you saw in the video rendering we're looking at upgrades across all levels of the stadium as well as the grounds of truman sports complex i think that's an important point the concept that you see here today we're very excited about um, they are not final this is our vision this will be the foundation of what we do we'll learn as we go through the process as we've done this before there's always some tweaks and changes as we go here but this is the basis of what we plan to do let me take you through some of the highlights so first of all completely new turf-covered activation zone built over the site of of the current Kauffman Stadium designed for game day and event day tailgates. Activations, outdoor stage shows both on game day and not on game day. You see the canopy there that partially covers the location. It's available year-round as an activation point for community events. You notice the VIP entry points that not only leads into new spaces inside the stadium, But the thing about all of these additions, everything we're adding to this, is it actually alleviates the existing traffic throughout the rest of the building. So every single add is a net add in efficiency. Makes everyone's experience that much better. New sideline clubs will be constructed after after, after excavating underneath the entire lower bowl. Um, create not only premium seating, but also more activities and more access. And then the new end zone clubs and suites will introduce a new viewing and hospitality experience that we haven't had. I'm just going to take a second and share a personal anecdote on this. Clark and I and other members of our senior team for the last five years, every single time we go to an away game, we spend some time in the stadiums looking at what they've done, looking how they've done it. What can we learn from that? What can we take from that? What do we not want to do that they've done? And we have the good fortune of playing in Los Angeles twice a year to play the Chargers at SoFi Stadium and in Vegas to play the Raiders, in addition to getting another visit in February. Um, You know, when you're in those stadiums and you're talking about, should we build a new stadium? Should we renovate Arrowhead? It's very easy to get jealous. And the jealousy comes from, could we actually do this? Could we do it in a new building? Could we do it at Arrowhead? One of the things that has me most excited about this entire project is that you sit on that field level of Allegiant Stadium, and you look at that amazing end zone suite that they have, and you say, wow, too bad we can't do that. We found a way to do that. And not only are we bringing the best of the newest buildings in the NFL, we're putting it inside the iconic arrowhead stadium so as clark said we're keeping the spirit of this building and everything that makes it special but we're bringing the very best of the best into the building and that has us excited about what the next chapter will be that concept itself will add 10 suites on each end zone and it'll also add another thousand person club behind each end zone so the number of people who will be impacted by this is significant in addition to all the new things we're talking about remember that when you do a renovation of this size everything gets renovated so the existing suites the existing clubs the fixtures the lighting av televisions everything gets better and the experience improves from a big standpoint when you look at that shot on the screen you see the boards right now our iconic boards are in the bottom 25 percent of the league in terms of size of video. When you think about the fan experience, we need to increase that, improve that. We need to be able to compete at a better point. So our plan right now is to increase the east board by four times and the west board by three times. That will bring us about average in the National Football League. But one of the keys for us was keeping that iconic shape. I think it's one of the things that we need to celebrate as part of the history of this great building. In addition to video boards, new LED boards, um, and completely upgraded Wi-Fi DAS systems, as well as an audio system. So in addition to the visual experience, the audio experience will improve for our fans. I mentioned sustainability earlier. Um, It's one of the things that has come up, and from a priority standpoint for us as we look into a project of this size, the ability to add energy efficient lighting fixtures, lower water consumption, plumbing fixtures, added landscape bioswale retention areas, as well as better storm runoff. And we're actually looking at a way where with the potential demolition of the cave that we can actually use all that concrete, mill it in a way that we actually use it as fill on site as opposed to having to haul it off and dump it and create more of an issue somewhere else. New concession stands, retail stands, um, throughout the building not only in total number increases but also in efficiency many of you have experienced our grab-and-go stands if we put them on every single level of the stadium a grab-and-go stand has become extremely efficient we track this every single game and right now we've increased throughput so the number of people who can be serviced during that time frame by 30 to 40 percent. so it makes the experience better it makes it better for our fans it makes us better for our staff as well A couple operational things to cover off with you all, Um, new tunnels, so we're one of, if not the only major sports venue in the States right now that only has one main tunnel. This is a significant add for us. The, The addition of this tunnel not only gives us the ability to put a brand new visiting team locker room on that side, create a lot more efficiency on game day, but also creates efficiency for us on all those special events that we bring in. Where well, you can imagine in the summer when you're trying to book as many shows as you possibly can, the setup, up, tear down, move in, move out is a significant issue. The ability to have two tunnels makes us twice as efficient in that. So that will give us the ability to bring even more major events um, to this great building. Let's go to the upper deck. We talked a lot about having an impact on every single fan and every single level of our stadium. What we're going to do is we're actually going to add upper concourse canopies on the two sidelines. So that'll provide cover for our upper deck fans. These are the areas that are gathering areas today, and now we're adding cover that will have not only uh, infrared heat, but also those enormous fans that will create some airflow in the summer months. So it's just a better experience for everybody on that level, and it gives the opportunity to be able to spend more time in those areas. In addition to um, the upper level uh, cover, we're actually going to finally solve a problem that we've had on the upper deck since the earliest design. And that is, if anyone has done this, in order to get from one side to the other, you've got to go up, down, up, down, around, up, down, up, down, around. We'll actually close that off and have a 360 degree concourse level on the upper deck. It makes it a lot more efficient, makes the experience a lot better. And I know we keep hitting on this point, but the populist folks and the operations people get really excited about the fact that when you do that, you add more points of sale, you add more restrooms. That, again, alleviates the crowds on the existing restaurants. So if you think about our end zones and our corners, those are massive seating areas. Now they have a new place to go. It spreads out that crowd. So that's a significant advantage for us. In addition, from an operational standpoint, this renovation will create forty thousand square feet of space that we'll use for our commissary, as well as efficiency and operations. So think about the ability to service this stadium from the services and the premiums that we provide today. The building was not designed to actually service that. So it's a real challenge for us. This gives us the ability to accomplish that and and create a much better experience from that standpoint. When we move outside, You saw, this was quick in the video, you see the new activation zone, zone, you see new parking orientation on the bottom side there to the right of that screen, you see a new parking deck. So imagine on the E-lot, so the lot that you parked in today, there will be a parking deck over top of that. So those spaces exist, now a deck on top of that with the existing same number of spaces on top. What we'll do in the bottom deck is we'll have a covered area for our players coaches vips visiting team buses etc we'll also have the ability to put those same people in, in e-lot on that deck which they'll be able to tailgate and do everything they normally do and their entry exit is a lot easier they'll walk directly into the building we're excited about that parking lot we'll also add parking to the other side obviously when we move out uh, kaufman stadium so the net net is about 3,000 additional parking spaces 1300 in the new e-lot deck and then 1700 on the other side hitting the same point again creates more efficiency makes it a lot better experience for everybody involved some really exciting things that we've added to this as you get into this project you start thinking about all the things you could do so a number of years ago we invested in lot o which is a major gravel lot um, to the west of the parking lot, west of uh, the stadium. What we're going to do that is we're going to pave a lot more of that. It's one of our more popular lots now. We're going to add power. One of the things that we've listened to our fans about in that area, we're going to add permanent restrooms. So it's a better experience for them there. And we're in discussions about adding ports to have RVs be able to come in and plug in in O. Uh, something that we used to do in the past. We looked forward to potentially bringing that back. Another thing that we're going to add with this, when you get these opportunities, um, you're able to fix a problem in a better way. So ride share has become a lot more popular option for all of us. Uh, we see it on game day. We see it significantly on our special events and concerts. And while it's a relatively good experience coming in, it's a real challenge going out. So now we have the ability to use some space and create a designated and designed ride area. So that'll be part of the additions. Another thing we did from a safety standpoint, you see multiple spots on there and you saw the video of our bridge coming from lot L which will be expanded uh, significantly create a lot more efficiency and safety. We're also going to add some pedestrian bridges across the ring road so that our fans who are parking in lot O or other outside lots can actually come across without having to cross traffic. We think it's not only a safety issue, but also creates a lot more efficiency as well. I think when you look at the expanded entry plazas, when you think about what we're doing uh, outside the entrance, it gives us a lot more space as you come into the building, as you get closer to the building. We have become a lot more efficient getting people into the building. our team has worked really well from a technology standpoint with our scanners and with ticket scanning to be able to get people in safely and more quickly. It creates a lot more opportunity with more space there. Just some simple numbers that may not sound big that are significant from an operational standpoint. Not the sexy stuff, but 170 new toilet fixtures will be added and over 120 new food and beverage points of sale. It's important, trust me. Um, I mentioned the upgrades to the Wi-Fi. I just want to end with this and then we'll move to questions. Um, This has been a long process and I want to recognize the members of our team, the members of the community that we've worked with, members of our fan base, our season ticket members we worked with to get to this point. Um, There are many steps to go. The first and most important is April 2nd. We need to pass that bridge in order to continue to move on this project. We are extremely excited about the opportunity to bring the best of the best into the most iconic venue in sports thank you very much
0: gentlemen no roof that was something that people had talked about even a rolling roof why did make the decision to to go away from that Uh, well as you know that was something that uh, we studied very carefully uh 20 years ago was part uh, of that planned renovation um, when it uh, did not pass and we weren't a- able to do it, uh, the design really went away from, from the roof. Um, uh, we were uh, envisioning that roof specifically in conjunction uh, with a Super Bowl. Um, you know, certainly, I'd like to think that Kansas City you know, has the opportunity to br- bring a Super Bowl. But I also know uh, that uh, our football team likes playing in the elements. They like playing on a grass field. Um, we certainly think it's a competitive advantage for us what uh what's the total cost of the project, and how much is uh, ownership investing in the project itself uh, so uh, the renovation is estimated to cost eight hundred million, and our family will be investing three hundred of that and then um, are there any renovations to the practice facility that will be part of this project uh, Those are not contemplated uh, at this time and are not part of the numbers uh, that I just shared with you. Um, We we are going to evaluate uh, our long-term needs there and uh, uh, may come back uh, at a later time with some thoughts on that.
1: Uh, Hey, either one of you can address this. Um, We've heard populists say that the, the concrete at the Royal Stadium is degrading and that's part of the reason why it would be so expensive to renovate there and a new stadium makes sense.
0: What's the difference with the concrete here that allows you guys to renovate and what's a larger stadium compared to that one?
1: Yeah, so I, I know that question's been asked a lot. There's a very simple answer. Believe it or not, bad batch. So one team got a good batch of concrete and one team didn't. And you've heard about concrete cancer and all those things, it's real. Um, and you know, one of the things we looked at in our perspective, and Clark mentioned this, when you embark on can we renovate this building, one of the first thing you do is core samples. You know, the cement and the rebar was put in 1970, not 72 when it opened. So you've got to make sure that that's right. And there's some real issues with their concrete. We know that because we've seen in both studies. And then
0: Clark, I just wonder, you've addressed it before, but for your dad, what was so special about this place and, and why is it important to you and the rest of the family that you you know, keep it around at least another 25 years. Yeah. Well, I think what my dad loved best about this stadium was the connection that the team had with our fan base. And uh, if he was alive today, I think his answer would, would be the same, that, you know, he, he loves uh, this building because of what it means uh, to our fans. And um, we still believe that it's one of the best stadiums in the National Football League, but we also know that it's a bucket list destination, as I mentioned, for fans across the NFL, uh, as well as for our fans here here in Kansas City. So uh, he knows how much it meant to our fans and how much it means to our fans today, and and that's why, in large part, we want to renovate. Could you speak to a timetable and how the World Cup may play into this?
1: Yeah, so... um, we have to do the modifications to the stadium, obviously in time for 26, so we started that now. It'll go through the next few summers. Uh, this project that we're talking about won't kick in until after that. So at the earliest, mm-hmm. it'll be 27, we start doing work. Uh, ideally, you know, 27, 28, 29, we'll work through, in the off seasons. We'll keep playing games here. Um, but we hope to be ready and open by 30, um, but potentially 31 if we need to. Eric West on the next page, KC. Uh, with the new parking renovation, how will that affect tailgating? Because that's one of the great experiences about coming to Arrowhead. And number two, will parking increase the price of cost, the cost of parking increase? Yeah, so I'll answer the, both of those questions. Number one, tailgating will get better. Um, what we're looking at is, again, you get the opportunity to start over. So we looked at exactly how should the cars be facing? What's easiest from an in and out standpoint and what creates the most space for tailgating? And we looked at a lot of different options. One of the things that was first and foremost on our list of potential is we must have tailgating. We must continue to enhance tailgating. It's one of the things we're known for. So you're gonna see a better opportunity when you look at that covered canopy space on the new activation zone. You're gonna see some very interesting ways to tailgate in that space. So it's trying to take advantage of that space to better tailgating. On parking prices, um, I know it's a popular topic. If you look at the National Football League, and you look at average parking prices, we're, we're relatively average. Um, so we'll continue to, I can't tell you today what the parking's gonna be in 2031, um, but we've been very conscious of what we charge for pricing. And one of the things we've done and we'll continue to do, and I would bet we're gonna do this in 31, is you're going to pay the lowest possible price for parking if you buy in advance and you use the system because that makes it more efficient for every single one of our fans. So it's less about the price of the ticket, it's more about how do we get these fans in here as efficiently as possible so everyone has a good experience.
0: Guys, I got a couple questions here. Number one, uh, who, have you got figured out who's going to pay for the demolition of Kauffman Stadium, if you guys get a, a yes vote, is that part of your money or how that works, and I'll have another one.
1: Yeah, so as part of the LOI that we've already uh, put in, uh, we've agreed with the royals that the taxpayers in the county will not have any uh, responsibility for that. And
0: in terms of the, you guys have the LOI, but you don't have a lease that people have seen yet, can we expect to see a lease that's agreed on and signed before election day?
1: Yeah, so one of the things I think is um, an advantage for us from a lease standpoint, from a CBA standpoint, is that we're doing a renovation of an existing project. We, we have a very good lease, we'll extend that lease. We had a really successful and uh, beneficial CBA, we'll extend that CBA. Um, so that's our plan, and we're moving very, clo- very quickly on both of those, um, and we fully expect to get them done in the near future.
0: A couple of questions. What will the seating capacity be when it's completed? <clears throat> So it it will continue to be above 70,000. We don't have a final count, but one of the things that I'm personally very sensitive to from a design standpoint uh, is making sure that Arrowhead remains one of the loudest stadiums in the National Football League. And a big part of that is uh, having the ability to host over 70,000 fans and keep them as close as possible uh, to the field. I'll Uh, I'll just add
1: to that because I was smiling to my staff that – we started sitting down planning meetings and we talked about you know the average stadium, what size should it be, and there are a lot of reasons why you'd want to go down to 60. If you look at the last four or five new stadiums, they're all between 62 and 68 and we started looking at numbers like that and he stepped in and goes, never under 70,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so it'll, it'll, it'll be more than 70, trust me. Right.
0: Uh, there had been anticipation that you would be developing the Kauffman site as an entertainment district and other spin-off stuff to encourage, increase the revenues around here. Now it's gonna be a 1700 space parking lot. What are your plans for all these other amenities that had been originally considered for the Kaufman site?
1: Yeah, I think um, it's important to recognize that originally considered by whom? um so our plan was we looked at that we actually uh, did a pretty good analysis on real estate development what we could do entertainment districts etc and there's some reality that hits you pretty quickly Um, right now in this market this is not a location that is worthy of developing Um, so as, as harsh as that sounds it's just the reality from a business standpoint secondly when you look at making a decision like that you gotta look at your competition and the reality is we're gonna have some unbelievable competition downtown when the royals do what they're gonna do so why would we do something that competes with that and try to compete with that and then i would say this and most importantly everything that we've done in this project has been focused on how do we enhance the fans experience how do we make arrowhead better and when you start with that focus you start to lose the the need to do more So what we've done and everything you saw in that video, and what we'll continue to do is how do we make the experience at Arrowhead better than anywhere else? Whether you're going to a Taylor Swift show, a Morgan Wallen show, or a Chiefs game.
0: My question is for Clark. Depending on the money that you guys could or may not get from the state of Missouri, does this project at all change? Uh, no, it, it wouldn't. We would not be willing to sign a lease for another 25 years without the financing uh, to uh, properly uh, re- renovate and reimagine the stadium. Um, so uh, the, the financing puzzle is very important to us in making sure we have enough funds to, to do everything that uh, we've outlined today with Mark's caveat that certainly as we go through the design phase, some things will change. Do you think your family would be willing to invest more if you guys don't get money from the state? Well, one one thing that I didn't mention uh, in regards to the question on the, on the uh, cost of the project and our family's commitment is, like we did in two thousand six, uh, we would cover any cost overruns uh, on the project. Um, so those things are not not directly uh, related, but the uh, the taxpayers. Uh, expense, the state's expense, would be capped and uh, anything that surprises us, which frequently happens on construction projects, would be on our family. Yeah, uh, following up on that a little bit, um, could you speak as to the breakdown of um, funds from the upcoming sales tax extension and the state that would cover the the 500 million dollar gap that we're talking about in the project cost? Provided.
1: Yeah, I'll handle that one. So um, I think it's important that we go back to the slide that had uh, maintain and repair. So the 3% the sales tax is designed to do exactly what it's done for the last um, 10 or so 20 years, uh, which is, I should say from 2006, which is it is going to pay for repair and maintenance of the building. So to give you some perspective, last year this organization put $23 million into this building. So the taxes are gonna cover that, any overflow that goes into operations and things like that. So that's the first piece of this puzzle. The the five, uh, the $800 million project uh, that we have and the 300 that we're gonna put in, that becomes additional sources. So in the past, we got support from the state, the city, and other government entities, and that's what we look to do going forward.
0: Yeah, and um, there's the perception, certainly, out of Jackson County that the chiefs are interested in working on the state funding piece of this with the current governor, Mike Parson, in office. Um, Can you speak as to that? We've had great conversations
1: with Governor Parsons. We'll continue those conversations, given the time frame. It's who we're going to be dealing with. Um, So we look forward to continuing those conversations.